Welcome to Deep Dives with ISPU, a podcast by the Institute for Social Policy and Understanding. On today's episode, we're exploring the context and findings of a historic report, Illinois Muslims, Needs, Assets, and Opportunities. Released in July 2022, this report presents an empirical assessment of the strengths and struggles of the Illinois Muslim community with a comparison to the Illinois general public. The report was convened by the Illinois Muslim Civic Coalition with research conducted by ISPU and the Institute for Policy and Civic Engagement at University of Illinois, Chicago. Illinois is one of the most diverse and representative states in the nation, encompassing communities of every race, class, and background. It is also home to the largest per capita Muslim population. So a snapshot of Illinois Muslims is a snapshot of America's Muslims. In today's episode, you'll hear about how this report came to be and explore select report findings from ISPU's Director of Research, Dahlia Mugahed, in conversation with Dr. Dalara Saeed, President of Strategy and Partnerships at the Illinois Muslim Civic Coalition, and Dr. Joseph Horath, Report Co-Author and Director at the Institute for Policy and Civic Engagement. Thanks for tuning in to Deep Dives with ISPU. Welcome back to Deep Dives with ISPU. I'm Dahlia Mogahed, Director of Research at ISPU. I'm joined today by Dr. Dalara Saeed, of the Illinois Muslim Civic Coalition and Dr. Joseph Horath of the University of Chicago's Institute for Policy and Civic Engagement. Today, we're discussing an important report, Illinois Muslims, Assets, Needs, and Opportunities. Delara and Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about how the report came to be and what makes it so historic? So. What were the conversations taking place in the community and beyond that prompted moving forward with this creation? Let's start with you, Delara. Thank you, Dahlia, uh, and assalamualaikum, and, and uh, peace to all of our listeners. So one of our current data tells us that Illinois Muslims are the largest per capita Muslim population in the nation. We are diverse racially, ethnically, in terms of the level of faith, et cetera. But most importantly, we're one of the largest. So I guess then the next question becomes, so who are they? Who are we? And that's really the crux of how this came to be. We ourselves were asking, who are we? And our allies, partners, stakeholders in the community, legislators, funders were asking, who are you? And this report, prompted by many leaders across our community and our stakeholders, then became um, a real coalescing force for us over the last three years, working with the University of Illinois and Dr. Joe Horitz's team and working with you, Dahlia, and the ISPU team. Exciting um, to do the work, but so exciting now that we're going to be able to get some of this information. And it's been really an exciting project for us to work on. Joe, do you want to add anything? Sure. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say it's been just amazing to be a part of this, this work and this project and this important, this important survey. And just following along with uh, what, what Delara shared, in our current times, I think data and information is so critically important. Uh, on the one hand, you know, communities need to be able to express who they are and and 
and have their own voice uh, and speak up for themselves. And sure, there's lots of ways to do that, cultural expression, other ways through media. It's almost as if nowadays, if, you do, if there's no data about you, you don't exist. And, you know, the Muslim community in, in Illinois, uh, Delara, uh, my good friend Delara, you know, we know and we've been talking for some time about what the census does not collect and what the, where the gaps are in information. And so one reason why this report is so important is that it starts with what uh, really should be an ongoing effort to document the presence and needs of uh, the Muslim community in Illinois, community that's so often marginalized in so many ways. So the report is kind of a way to say, yes, we're here, you know, and here's who we are and here's what we contribute to in Illinois, which is critically important for any group to do. So let's dig right into it. Could you guys each just share a finding or two that you found especially impactful? What surprised you the most from these findings? Joe, let's start with you. For me, the most impactful, and I'm not going to say a surprise at all. I think it's it's different when there isn't any information (laughs) uh, and then suddenly you have information. I'm not going to say that's a surprise. I think uh, when you ask folks in the Muslim community to see some of this, uh, there may be some surprises, but other things not at all. And for me, it's the extent of the contributions of that the Muslim community brings, particularly to the to the economy uh, of Illinois. I mean, uh, I'll start maybe with an unexpected area. The Muslim community, the survey respondents give generously to community organizations. We saw you know, 83% of respondents saying that. Uh, and that's very evident in, res- in the results. In addition, you know, 12% being uh, self-employed business owners. And the concentration of employment in, in important economic sectors, such as healthcare, technology, and business. Um, so when I say, uh, you know, the Muslim community is a, is a uh, driver, a force within the, the Illinois economy, uh, it's really fascinating to think about where those contributions come from. Um, in these important sectors, but it's also socially driven. It's also driven by a deep-rooted sense of, of giving and, and support for, for their community. So for me, those, that was particularly impactful. So Laura, what about you? The, the findings were just really valuable in so many ways. What surprised me and what I think will be really impactful is the information we gained about the youth. Um, what we found about Illinois Muslims, which is a snapshot of American Muslims, is we are a young and mostly very diverse faith community. And so knowing that we have a, uh, a large swath of our community that identify under 30 years old means we are a rich source of modern labor. <laughs> we have innovative ideas and, and, and great social media and an understanding of how to work in today's world. We have voter pipelines that our um, elected officials and public officials should note, and so much more, right? And for this demographic, we also want to know their challenges, their stresses, their needs. I think we can do a better job in serving our communities if we have data and stories about what is needed and how they're living their lives. And certainly for the youth, 
that information will be invaluable. In terms of what really surprised me and made me excited also was what Joe said, and I'm going to add to that. Like We found in the data that certainly there were hardships in our community, financial hardships, many who were worried about the next paycheck or paying their bills. But even through all that, Muslims were giving. Large parts of the community and large demographic of the community are giving to charity, as Joe said, and to their community organizations. This is a lot about what we think and what our values are as people, as Americans, and as American Muslims, that even through hardship, we find a way to bring ease to others' lives and to our own. Charity, sadaqa, brings meaning and purpose, and we reach for that, and we do it wholeheartedly and uh, very generously. You both already kind of touched on this, but I want to draw people's attention to the fact that this assessment is kind of a split exploring demographics, assets, and needs of Illinois Muslims. So in your minds, how do these areas of research intersect with and inform each other? Delara, let's start with you. Yeah, what a great question, right? So we're looking at this, it's demographics, it's assets, it's needs, like, okay, where does it all fit in together? Um, I'm an educator, you know, I'm a former teacher of uh, diverse students. And I, and I bring that lens to the work I do um, in the civic space and in the nonprofit space. And one of the things I've learned in my career is often we see the world and communities through myopic lens, right? And if you learn that a community is marginalized or often invisible, you view them through a deficit lens. Like, what are their needs? Where, where are their challenges, right? And if you learn about a community being wealthy or self-sufficient, you often just see them through the lens of a assets need, assets lens, or a privileged lens. Well, what we find is we're all a bit of both. And this report does that. It pulls apart the fact that depending on demographics and across all demographics, there are assets, there is privilege, there's also great need and great challenges. And having this data about this complex and complicated community in its full form will allow us to understand this community better and address the challenges and utilize the expertise and the assets. And that's what we really want all stakeholders to be able to do is to understand us, meet our needs and serve us, and then utilize our expertise and our assets. I love how you phrase that. Oftentimes with a a minority, um, we want to put them in a box. Are they about their deficits? Are they some kind of you know model minority? What are they? And we want to label. And what this report beautifully does is it shows you know it showcases everything that's going right, the strengths of the community as well as their struggles. Joe, what do you think? I think. In addition to the power, the empowering aspect of an assets-based approach, which I think really frees, frees people from historically what surveys have been thought to be about, 
which is about studying a problem or problematizing people. In addition to that, it encourages actually some creative thinking that doesn't happen uh, usually when you're just focusing on deficits. Some creative thinking about the ways and assets of whatever that community is, an affinity community, a community of faith, a community of shared geography or whatever. But what are, what are its strengths? What does, it, what does it have? And how can those be better connected to what its needs are? And a lot of times, again, this is not, this is, you're not saying, I'm not saying we're solving and addressing every problem this way. But uh, it's, it's, it can be a powerful starting point uh, for a conversation about how do we get people's needs better served by first looking at what you all collectively bring or what a community collectively brings uh, or has um, as an asset to that, to that need. So even though this assessment, as you know, of course, focuses on one state, the state of Illinois, what can listeners across the country and beyond learn about the American Muslim community based on this snapshot of the Illinois Muslim community? I'd love to follow up on what Joe just said. You know, he used the phrase collectively bring, right? And, and that's really what this is in Illinois. Um, if you look at Illinois historically, we have a very rich African-American heritage from the Great Migration all the way through today. Layer that with the immigrant and refugee uh, communities that have come across the last 150 years, because Illinois has been often a welcoming community. Layer that with you know, snapshots and, and information about other communities that are coming for different reasons. And what you have is an extremely diverse collective. Every race, class, faith, background of American Muslims exists in Illinois, across the state, in counties across um, what is often, you know, what we will call the North, but also bordering on the South of America. Because remember, the southern tip of Illinois hits Kentucky and Missouri and, and other states. And so what we have here is a snapshot of Illinois is a snapshot of America. A snapshot of Illinois Muslims is a snapshot of American Muslims. And wherever you are in the nation, this then becomes valuable to you. It's a collective community that is an extremely important snapshot. Delara, I think that's uh, incredibly important to stress for the Again, thinking about the broader value of this research, I think this is a model that can be uh, picked up, replicated, improved upon, tweaked, whatever, customized uh, to states around the country. And uh, I'm really glad that it's part of uh, it's part of ISPU, uh, which is well positioned to, I think, do that. And and then I think the the potential for being able to compile this data across states, uh, even if there's some, some differences in, in the questions that are asked in different places or the approaches or whatever, because again, we know that mainstream methods and historical methods for gathering this, 
for gathering data um, about the Muslim community um, don't don't provide a complete picture or don't really do a good job of targeting <laughs> uh, the Muslim community in any way. And so I think this serves as a really great potential uh, model to follow in other places. And I, I think that's uh, that's really one of the, the benefits of it. The second thing is there are many alternatives to gathering data, but it's, it's really expensive <laughs> uh, to gather this kind of data. And so having an infrastructure in place that can do it and can do it well and can do it regularly is really helpful for the Muslim community nationally. And I almost see it as a network, right, ultimately, uh, of partnerships that um, are gathering this kind of data that can be parsed in so many different ways and compared in different ways across states. And, and lessons can be learned and adapted from different places as well. You know, well, what did Illinois do in response to this survey? Well, maybe the next time Massachusetts is doing that or, or a region is doing its own survey and, and responding uh, it, uh, in a similar way. So the power uh, nationally is really there for this kind of model to, to feed up into that, that national model. Dahlia, to Joe's point, we know the top 10 states that identify as having large per capita Muslim populations. It, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a report like this in every one of those 10 states? We would understand this community that is often invisible and certainly misunderstood in, in ways that were so valuable to everyone. So based on the needs and assets of Illinois Muslims identified in this report, what would be recommendations you'd make to Illinois community leaders, policymakers, as well as allies to address these needs? For me, just in our comments so far, we've heard over and over again, the power, the power, the power that this has. And so I think um, my recommendation to uh, policymakers, community leaders, and so on is use this. I mean, you, there, there's really useful information. Maybe it's one or two questions or something, or maybe it's the whole set. But, uh, you know, uh, consume this report, understand how it relates to what your work is, and then, um, you know, use it strategically to really create a narrative that is that is from the Muslim community and not about it by uh, you know a mainstream or other source of media or whatever that you know a lot of times when you have marginalized communities the attention is focused when there is a problem or the attention is focused when there is an issue and uh, as Delara said so eloquently Muslim Americans are Americans. And so just like any other community or any other voice that tells its story from its perspective, I think um, that would be my advice to the leaders, to Muslim leaders and, and elected officials, policymakers and faith leaders is you already have a voice. This is now something that you can utilize in uplifting and projecting it. Delara, what do you think? Know us. Right. See us. 
serve us and utilize our assets and expertise. Right? I, I'd want to say that to all stakeholders internally and externally that are engaged and, and, and are willing to learn from this report. Um, for our faith leaders, I would say look at the data. This is objective data about our community done by trusted leaders and researchers at UIC and at ISPU. Look at the data and what it's telling us about the needs of our own community, about the inclusion in our community, and about the stresses about our community, and build programs to support our community, individuals, and families. To policymakers and grantors, I would say, bring us to the table so we can tell our story through both anecdotal um, storytelling as well as data-driven storytelling. And then you can have funding programs and policies that are made for us and with us. So we are at the table telling our stories and showing you our data. And then, of course, I would like our community elected officials and public officials to understand our communities that you're serving. You know, we talk about serving our constituents. Well, we are your constituents. We are swing voters in some areas, strong voters in other areas, and quiet in other spaces. Engage with us so that you know our communities. And then that way, you can actually serve all your constituents in the way that you hope to. So know us, see us, serve us, and utilize our expertise and our assets. And that's really why ISPU exists, is to inform important dialogue and decisions about the American Muslim community. And this report is front and center in, in fulfilling that mission. So thank you both so much. And I'm excited to hear feedback from our readers about the report. Thank you, Dahlia, Delara, and Joe for sharing your knowledge and insights on this new report. To access the Illinois Muslims Report, visit ispu.org backslash Illinois-Muslims. You can find additional resources from ISPU and our report partners, the Illinois Muslim Civic Coalition and the Institute for Policy and Civic Engagement in the show notes of this episode. Subscribe to Deep Dives with ISPU wherever podcasts are found and leave us a review so we can continue to produce conversations like this one. To keep up with our research, sign up for our newsletter at ispu.org backslash sign dash up and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at the ISPU, on Twitter at the ISPU, and on Instagram at the underscore ISPU. Thank you and see you next time.